the great thing about podcasting is that there's always a new problem to solve. <laughs> when, you, when you solve one, you think you've got it all figured out. Here comes another one for you, you know? Yeah, so. and it's it's the stuff that you shouldn't have to solve, like the the stupid microphone not right or whatever. Exactly. Welcome to the Wet Podcast. This is uh, Season 2, Episode 1. Today I have uh, D. Grant Smith. Uh, I was really excited to talk to D. Grant because he and I have a lot in common. He comes from a music background, but he has branched out into podcasting, writing, marketing, and all kinds of other interesting things. He's got a great podcast called the DIY Artist Route. Uh, he's got a uh, really cool email list, actually, which we talk about a little bit in the in the episode. I highly recommend that you sign up to it at dgrantsmith.com. Yeah, in this interview, we talk about uh, podcasting as relationship building. We talk about writing. We talk about the importance of sincerity uh, in relationships. Yeah, he's uh, his main thing is what he calls growth farming, which is kind of relationship building, and he does it in a very kind of sincere and enthusiastic way. In fact, I think in this interview I mentioned that I don't like talking on the phone, and our first interaction was a uh, phone conversation uh, before a couple month or two before we recorded this, and just to kind of get to know each other, and it was it was nice, and it was one of those uh, conversations that I was I was happy to have. Uh, there wasn't a real agenda except maybe just to see how compatible we were, and just just to kind of talk, get to know each other, and it was a. Uh, it was a great conversation, and I was really happy I did it. And, and this is coming from somebody who avoids talking on the phone, uh, if at all possible. So <laughs> so that should tell you everything you need to know about uh, D. Grant's uh, skill at, at relationship building and his demeanor in general. I think you'll enjoy this interview as well, uh, for the very same reasons. You can find show notes at thewetpodcast.com. You can find me at emarsh on Twitter. Uh, my name, in case you've forgotten, is Eric Marshall. <laughs> you can find me also at ericmarshall.net, uh, Eric the K, Marshall2Ls.net. Since we both do podcasts in which we interview people, we, we began by talking about interviewing. Enjoy the episode. I don't know how you. I don't know how you do things on your podcast, but um, I feel like when I have written out questions and stuff like that, I feel like it gets kind of stilted. I guess in a way, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I, man, I spent so long in public public radio that uh, for a little while I was just kind of kind of free falling, not free falling, free flowing with the questions. But what I found, um, I did a a workshop with a guy that that. Uh, NPR contracts to teach other people how to do interviews. His name is uh, David, uh, what's his last name? Can't remember his last name, but he's from Nova Scotia. Really cool guy. Uh, but we, we did this like workshop. I was with the, you know, some of the best interview people in, in uh, public radio. And we went through this whole thing and, and they, they talked about like doing, you know, doing research on the individuals before you talk. This is for, for news and journalism. So it might not necessarily mean, you know, much to what you're talking about. But um, I just I've kept the same um, same style and format for everything I've done, whether it's radio or podcasting or, uh, you know, whatever it is. 
But, you know, do, doing a little research on the person and kind of using that research to ask questions. But then what I do is I've got a Google document that I have going um, that's got the questions I want to ask. And then as the conversation's going, I'll I'll do follow up questions to, you know, chase that rabbit wherever it needs to go. And I'll kind of type some stuff while I'm doing it and try to make little notations inside the document for what time signature those certain things are at. And if that answer is really good, I make like a little mark, like make sure, you know, you've mentioned this several times. So that's, that's just what I do. Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's, I like the uh, taking notes and doing that because there are often things I want to hit, like little points I want to hit, but I don't want to um, necessarily like, okay, so here's question number three, but I like, I like the way you do that. And I do usually do, I do research the same way I do teaching. I do a lot of research. I make sure I know my stuff and then I kind of just push it all down into my mind. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and just hope that it all, you know, and usually I have something in front of me too uh, with the person's uh, info. And it depends too on um, if, um, doing uh, people, fellow podcasters or people who have done interviews before or know how to do it is a much different discussion. It's much easier, and I can I feel like we can freeform it a lot a lot better. Um, a lot of times, you know, if, if person someone's like microphone shy or something, then it mm. you know you got to do a little more work. So but, yeah, I think like you know what you're talking about in terms of things sounding sounding stilted. I've done some interviews with folks where they've interviewed me for things, and you can tell that they're just bouncing from one question to the next, and it doesn't really even sound like they're listening to the answer. So right. like, but that, you know, that comes down to, that comes down to the interviewer. And if you're, if your intention is to uh, make a connection with somebody and learn from them and then provide that, that learning opportunity to your audience, that's a way better perspective to have. And you're going to get better results and you're going to have a more engaged audience than just trying to get somebody onto your platform that has some sort of name and you're asking them all these questions. But if the questions are just like, you know, uh, stuff that you're just like, well, this is a question I should ask because this is what I think this person does. Then that you're, gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not that's that's not cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I typically try to interview people I'm genuinely interested in and that I think my listeners will be interested in, you know, and um, and so then I, part of what I do is try to think like, what what would my listeners want to know. Right. Well, I was just going to say, you do really good interviews, man. I'm not trying to say that. In a, I'm not trying to say what I'm saying in a, any sort of critical way or give you any sort of advice. Like, you, you're really good at what you do. Oh, thanks, man. It's uh, all through practice and, uh, you know, trying to be um, just conscious of it, you know, because I, I like to have a good conversation, try to get something, you know, maybe that they don't do on other podcasts and just hope that my enthusiasm bleeds through it and you know my listeners like it too so that's that's my goal i guess um in, in all of this but because i'm i'm totally self-taught as far as this goes you know i just uh started this on a whim <laughs> basically you know i thought it'd be a good tool for networking and i thought i could provide value to people you know people who yeah. are interested in the same things i'm interested in and you know just find like-minded people like, like yourself yeah know. awesome yeah. So you come from a public radio background and now we should probably like, I guess I do an introduction beforehand. I think you know that, but um, I, I always forget that I'll ask people to introduce themselves. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I have D Grant Smith. How do, who, who do you, how do you like to be called? D, D Grant, Grant? Uh, D or D Grant. If you skip the D, that's, uh, that's a, that's a no, no. That's not cool. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So D or D Grant. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and so you, um, I, I was introduced to you through my friend Rob, um, who was who was in the music industry. You're in the music industry. 
But you've done these interesting pivots coming from public radio and music um, where you're doing this, what I find to be a very interesting podcast. Um, it's about music, which is not my area at all. But can you maybe sum up your your podcast and your project for, uh, for us? Uh, yeah, man. Um, truthfully, uh, I work in a couple of different industries, but the thing that I found that has brought me success in, in everything that I've ever done has been relationship building. And so I take, uh, I've got kind of a method for relationship building that I call growth farming. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit, I think, in our conversation. It goes back to a chat I had with Seth Godin. But uh, we, um, w- what I do with, with musicians and what I do on the podcast, which is really geared towards creative entrepreneurs in any capacity, is talk a lot about communication, relationship building, uh, how to not just build a following, because that's kind of one of those Oh, gigantic subjects with a ton of gray area, but really get into the specifics of what it means to, to build relationships with people. And some of those people are, are going to be, you know, folks that, you know, might one day actually be your friend, not your friend in a social media sense where they clicked a button and now you're connected, but <laughs> your friend in a sense that like, you know, you can have conversations with and you want to have conversations with and you network back and forth and you plug them into certain people that they're looking for or, or opportunities or collaborations or whatever. But that everything I do on the podcast and all the people I talk with and I talk with some musicians, but it really I'm, I'm more just in, in connecting with people that know something or do something that I don't. And so, uh, you know, one of the, one of the methods of success for folks like, you know, Andrew, uh, Carnegie and, and, uh, Dale Carnegie for that matter. And, uh, Tony Robbins and these guys that, you know, have become hugely successful in the things that they've done is they surround themselves with people that, are really good at stuff that they don't necessarily know. And they're always being a student in the process. And so that's really what the podcast is about is, you know, all of us are students. And if we, if any of us try to put on the teacher hat and wear it, you know, exclusively, then we lose a lot of opportunities to make some really cool discoveries and connections. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So you end up having musicians probably because that's a lot of your network, but it's more people who know things you don't know and that can teach you and your and your listeners things. Yeah. If you go back and you look at the, yeah. uh, I mean, we've done like thirty six episodes. I think you'll find that of the thirty six, there might be four or five musicians. Everybody else has been somebody else, somebody different that brings something else to the table. Like there's a guy that uh, his name is Michael Zapersky. He's a he's a consulting consultant like he teaches teachers and consultants how to be better at, at their job and i've been following his email list for for a long time and he writes some really good articles on stuff and so since i'm in the coaching space i thought it'd be really good to talk to him and get his insights on you know if you're going to pick somebody to coach you or consult you or whatever like what are some things to look for and so i had him on the podcast he has absolutely nothing to do with music or even the creative industries for that matter but because he's an expert in this line of work that a lot of people in music are, are getting into, which is the education side. Like I wanted to have that kind of uh, insight in, in those learning opportunities. There's a girl named uh, Amy Schmittauer that is mm-hmm. a, uh, she, she's like a top YouTube video expert or something like that. And she, she made this, she made a, a post about uh, radio being something that's still uh, significant and, and, and worth, you know, spending time with if you're a musician and, and she, didn't, she didn't have really a reference point. She was just like, you know, kind of making an estimation. And a friend of mine told me about this video. And so I watched her video and I was like, well, I want to talk to her about this. So I had her on the podcast and, you know, her whole thing is about how you can become like a really big deal on YouTube. 
And some musicians are like, <laughs> right. well, you yeah. know, she's trying to be famous and I'm not about being famous. She's a sellout and she's doing video and that has nothing to do with me. And I'm like, you need to get outside <laughs> your box, man. Cause like, if you can't yeah, learn yeah, from yeah. somebody that is doing something a little bit different than you, then man, that's, that, that's like, that's like playing in a really tiny sandbox and being upset that you're running out of sand. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I, I bring people onto the podcast to, uh, you know, give us some new ideas. Sometimes it's going to be people that don't necessarily have something directly to do with this one gigantic subject, which is music and musicianship and music industry. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that, that's what the podcast is about, man. Uh, that's cool. You know, it's funny you, you mentioned Amy. I, I had her on this podcast. Yeah. Um, way back in episode uh, eight, in oct- it was October of 14. So it's been a while. And I brought her on for a similar reason because she was doing interesting things with, um, you know, I'm interested in indie publishing and kind of just DIY stuff in general. And she was really doing this really interesting thing with YouTube. But I thought it's something that could apply to just about everybody, you know, anybody who is doing the sorts of things that my listeners are doing. So it's funny that we have that that in common that we both uh, ended up interviewing Amy for different reasons. Yeah. And you, you know, know, you talk about, you know, authors and you've got a lot of authors and stuff on, on your podcast mm-hmm. and, and I'm an author and Amy's an author too. Like she's got an outstanding right. book out right now. That's all about the YouTube stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah. man, there's, there's and, and just this, just this point right here is like, you know, relationships is what this is all about. So I've got a relationship with Amy. You've got a relationship with Amy and somehow you and I end up connecting with each other. What I find is that like, especially with the <laughs> podcast being such a big deal and, and writing books being such a big deal and something that so many different people are doing, we all end up connecting with each other at the right time. And if we're paying attention to that, then that can lead to other opportunities to do stuff. But instead of, you know, pigeonholing yourself into this one little place, but yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's, there's a, something about being open, right? Like open to, um, when you meet somebody, like you said, it's, it's it's, a lot of times it's at the right time. And, uh, and you know, there maybe are reasons for that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, you said you're a writer, you're, uh, you're working on a memoir, right? Yeah. Um, actually, man, this is kind of really weird timing, dude. Cause, uh, I got a notification. (laughs) I, I published an ebook, uh, last week. Um, that's that's on Amazon a couple other places uh, the the whole point of the ebook is how to do uh, music submissions for not just radio but for blogs and podcasts and Spotify and all that kind of thing because I get so many submissions that come in my inbox every day and, and most of them are just blanket <laughs> spammy just oh man yeah. and I know that they're getting trashed by everybody else and I want to be a resource for people to be like hey man there's a better way so if I, I I wrote a, a longer book that's all about how to get radio airplay, but I, I took just the music submission part and I really extrapolated on it a whole lot. Well, I'm saying all this to say that I published it last week. I I did a really like not super comprehensive launch of it. I just kind of you know told my my social networks and I told a couple folks in my a uh, couple of my circles like, hey man, I got this book. If you want to read it, like here it is. Well, I got a notification today that it's uh, number one in um, new releases for. Uh, arts and photography short reads, and I'm just like, what? Wow. <laughs> oh, can, oh, cool, man! Oh, congratulations! That's awesome. Thank you, man. I, that I, is very, very cool. I did not imagine that this would like. I, 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 again, I didn't do like a launch strategy for this. I was just like, I'm just gonna put this book out there and see what happens. And holy cow! So, uh, so to answer your question, yeah, I've, I'm, I've got a couple books, but yes, I am working. <laughs> I am working on a on a memoir and. Uh, I'm actually having a conversation with the publisher um, 
a little bit later today to talk about some next steps with that. Great. So I'll make sure I get a link to it in the show notes. Too. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Your email list. Uh, I think everybody should sign up for your email oh, yeah. list because you were talking about all the spam you get and all these people who are like, buy my thing, get my thing. And they don't do the research. They don't know who you are. They're just sending out these mass emails. And your you do it's, it's basically weekly, yeah. right? your email list. But the, the best ones. I think are the ones where you complain about somebody doing something wrong in an email <laughs> where you're like, this person sent me this thing and it obviously didn't, you know, do the research and here's how you do it differently. It's, I, I really like your, <laughs> your style on there. And I think that everybody should set up for your, you know, I think that's really useful. Uh, something we could all learn from no well, matter what well, we're doing. I, I, I hesitate to complain about stuff cause I, man, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty optimistic, like positive thinking person. I try to be kind with everything that I do, Yeah, yeah. but you know, uh, and there's a lot of complaining that's, you know, all over everything. So, but sometimes something just gets under my skin. I'm like, I, the only thing I know how to do about this instead of like pull, pull, pull my very short hair <laughs> out is to, uh, to just maybe, maybe give this as an example of what not to do. So, so the people, at least in my circles will, will do something different and get better results. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's good. I mean, anybody, if you're doing a business email, if you're in a, if you're an office manager and you need to email so, I mean, anything, it's very applicable to that sort of thing. And, and you kind of take this nice step back of, you know, kind of a philosophy of, you know, how do you connect with people? How do you, you know, uh, do things that are kind of mutually beneficial for people as well? And I think that's really, it's really a great Thanks, attitude. I, really, I, I kind of, I don't want to say I ripped him off, but um, I, I'm a big fan of Dale Carnegie and dude, dude passed away in 1976 before I was even born. But, um, I've, I've taken a lot yeah. of his philosophy and his methodology for, um, you know, how to win friends and influence people is not only a, a best-selling book. We're going to talk about that, you know, but, uh, but everything that he said in that, which was written in like the 1930s, like it's even more applicable today where, we have, you know, access yeah. to just about anybody in the world via some sort of, you know, digital connection. But most folks, and I say most, like 98% of folks will just, if they've got something that they want to get in somebody's hands, they'll send them an email and the entire message is about them. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the person right. that's actually being talked to. And if you're a stranger, like I get emails from strangers all the time and, and all that they do is tell me like their life story and give me like a zillion different links of stuff to click on. I have zero reason even as a caring, kind, and compassionate person, I have zero reason to read any of that stuff and to click on any of those links because emotionally and psychologically, there hasn't been any sort of connection that's taken place. And so what I try to do both in my email list and on the podcast and in my books and stuff like that is just to be like, hey, you know, I'm going to pull a page out of Dale Carnegie's book, but here's something you can do to actually not only get better results, but make your life better. Because if you really want somebody to pay attention to you, maybe you should give them just two and a half minutes of your time and pay attention to them first. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not so bad. But I remember, I remember reading Dale Carnegie when I was younger, I was probably, um, gosh, I don't know. I was probably in middle school, maybe even I just found it in the library. And, uh, one of the things I remember is, is he says, everyone loves dogs because yeah. dogs will run up to you and be always really happy to see you. And, uh, you know, and people love hearing their own name, right? Cause people care about themselves. Like just, I mean, simple stuff like that. But it, if you, if you extrapolate it, you're right. You, you, you don't say, Oh, this is all about me, me, me. You say, you know, let's talk about you. You know, and, and there's a more of a back and forth and we're so overloaded with information right now with email and blogs and whatever else. Like you don't if you don't have that emotional connection, you said there's no reason to 
you're like, what do I care about your life story? Why are you in my inbox? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing, which is kind of crass, but it's not right. It's, it's kind of almost self-preservation. Well, yeah. So one of Dale Carnegie's, he's got two quotes that I've, I've memorized and I, I quote him often in this. One of them is, uh, names are the most important word in any language. Mm-hmm. So when you asked me from the beginning of, of this conversation, hey, you know, do you go by D, do you go by D Grand? Like, how do I say your name? Like, I've got an unusual name for the very yeah. purpose of you're not going to forget it. It's not going to blend into the background. Uh, you know, D is my first initial and Grant is my middle name, but I don't go by my middle name. So when people skip over the D and they just jump straight into the thing, I'm like, hey, man, like names are important, right. you know? Uh, the other thing that, that Dale Carnegie said is a, a quote that, that uh, I've, you know, in a way made kind of like a life mantra. Uh, he says, you will make more friends in two months by showing an interest in other people than you can in two years. You're just trying to give other people interest in you. And that, that, yeah. that, that basically surmises everything that you and I have just been talking about for the past five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's exactly right. Uh, you know, that's, and that's why when I, when I do these, like these interviews, I'm always like, I, I'm, I'm just really interested. Like, what are you, what are you into? Like, what's your thing? Right. Cause I always want to, you know, I always want to hear these things because it's, uh, it's like you said earlier about, uh, people, a lot of people know things you don't know. And it's, it's good to, it's good to listen. Right. And, and, uh, you know, it's not just about making friends, it's about making connections. Yeah, right? exactly. Your relationship, Bill, you've kind of branded your, it as a growth farming. Yeah. Is that a, is that a particular, would you call that a particular type of relationship building or is that uh, just more kind of the, the name you've put uh, on it? Both. It's, um, so, uh, I mentioned this a minute ago. Um, one of my, uh, past podcast guests was, uh, bestselling author, marketing guru, uh, Seth Godin. And, um, so, <laughs> so I asked, I asked Seth the question at the, the very end of our conversation. Uh, which was actually really short. He had he had had a sinus infection that weekend, but he still honored me by Oof. you know being on the podcast despite the fact that he was noticeably congested. And so I wanted to be you know I wanted to honor him in his time and, and not extend the conversation longer than it needed to go. But uh, the end of our conversation, I asked him a question about you know what what's you know one thing somebody could do to uh, get to where they want to go. And I used this kind of metaphor that he's kind of like uh, for entrepreneurs. And, and, you know, business people of all types, he's kind of like a, a Moses in the, in the desert of entrepreneurial business. And all of us are kind of wandering around trying to figure out how to get to the promised land. And I said, you know, what, 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 what one step could somebody make today to get to, you know, the promised land? And he said, um, he said, it, you know, it's the idea that the grass is always greener over there that gets us in trouble. What we need to do is realize that we have all of the green grass that we need right in front of us. What we need to do is farm it and not go hunting. And the meaning of that is most of us, and I'm going to put myself in this boat too, because I think all of us as humans kind of struggle with this thing, but we're we're always trying to go out and get, you know, more, 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 more. And the the truth of the matter is um, growth that's sustainable and and that's long lasting and that, you know, you can create a long thriving career on and a long thriving life on is about, you know, building really solid relationships with the people that are in your circle right now. And then using that influence and using that connection and using the value that you give to them to give them reason to go talk about you to other folks. And so it's kind of like having a garden, like I've got a little garden plot in my backyard and if I started out trying to blitzkrieg my entire yard and turn it into one massive, like, you know, corn patch, that's not going to work. 
But if I start in one little area and I sow and I, uh, I water and I, I tend to all that stuff and I, I get really good at, at you know, dealing with this, this small group of crops, then, I, then I've got reference points and experience and I can go out and I can replicate that over and over and over again. And so growth farming as, it, as a method is not just, you know, a, a kind of catchy name or whatever, but it's really getting good at building solid relationships with people and, and treating every individual as though they matter instead of trying to become like an overnight sensation. And one of the things Seth said to me was like, it's a, it's a false belief that you're going to go to bed tonight and wake up tomorrow and be Miles Davis and everybody in the world is going to know who you are. And you're going to be the most like celebrated person in any capacity. That's just not going to happen. So instead of trying to do that, why don't you try to make a difference in like three people's lives today? And if you can make a difference in three people's lives today and try to make a difference in those same three people's lives tomorrow, and maybe even the day after that, like you're giving them reason to celebrate you. And that celebration is going to carry over into their circles that you don't have access to right now. And you replicate that over and 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 over again. And the next thing you know, a year and a half later, you're an overnight sensation. All these people know about you that didn't know about you before. It just took a lot longer. But now you've got this massive group of crops instead of trying to, you know, grow, you know, 2000 acres with something overnight. Yeah, that that's great. I like I like the metaphor of farming. You know, rather than yeah. hunting, for example, where you're doing it over and over, and it's you know you only get one at a time. Yeah, I, I, I like that because it's um, there's a the metaphor has there's cultivation, mm-hmm. there's care put into it, right? And uh, you know, and the growth, like you said, is, is you know most overnight successes are years and years and years of really hard work. And then the overnight, right? Like from the outside, it looks like an overnight success, but usually it's it's lots of work that goes years of work that go into that uh, that people don't understand. You know? For the folks that like just you know struck the lottery with like you know doing one thing and suddenly it's huge, like the, 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 there's a really short shelf life for that kind of success, and that shelf life is getting shorter and shorter and shorter every day. Like, you know, like in music, you know, there used to be the one hit wonder that could, you know, ride that one hit wonder train for a couple of months and everybody knew who they were. Like nowadays, like if you get a one hit wonder on on anything and you you survive a couple of months, you're considered really, really good. But that's like the end of your train. And I don't know about you, but like I want to be on the train for more than a couple of months. Like when I when I start hitting, you know, the strides of success, like I want to (laughs) have things in place where like that's going to be long term because I don't want to feel like I'm really successful today. And then like, you know, I don't know when you're going to, when you're going to publish this man, but you know, go, 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 go three or four months <laughs> down the road and suddenly like none of that stuff matters anymore. Like you're still like scratching the surface or, or trying to go back and get something that you had in the past. And, and I don't think anybody wants that kind of life for themselves. So yeah, that's, that's, that's why farming is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I think one of my, one of my problems is, um, I'm good at kind of meeting and connecting with new people, but I can never, I, I'm really bad at maintaining mm. <laughs> those, those things. You know, I think that's, uh, something that I need to work on myself is kind of kind of keeping in contact with people and, you know, kind of checking in, I guess, you know, things like that, if that yeah. makes sense. Is that, is that part of, uh, def- part of what you advocate as yeah, well? Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Um, and it's not to say that like, you know, you, you have to, you have to contact everybody you know like every month and make sure they're doing okay and send like some sort of thing that's like hey man just want to check on you and make sure you hadn't forgotten me that's not what it's about right because <laughs> you know, no. build build a relationship with anybody especially people that 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 are sincerely with you and they love you in some you know some form or fashion like you're not going to be forgotten 
But the, I think the big thing right. that, that a lot of people struggle with, especially in what I'm going to say our creative space. So whether you're a writer or a blogger mm-hmm. or, you know, you, you host a podcast or you do, you know, those things, plus you do anything in media or whatever it is that you do. Uh, if the only interactions you have with some people is when you're telling them about the new thing you just released and you want them to go buy it or go sign up for it or whatever, and that's the only interaction you have, that's where the relationship gets kind of tricky. Cause then like you can't get put in that, that, that little, you know, mental box or whatever. That's like, Oh, D grant just released another thing and he's going to want me to buy it from him. But he doesn't really like, yeah, like we don't really interact on anything else. So I'm not really paying attention. I'm going to go do something else. And then that hurts both of us because like it could be the exact thing that they need. But because I, you know, did a bad job and, you know, maintaining that relationship, they, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have relationships like that. I'm probably on both ends. I know, uh, you know, I have friends who are actual friends and people I care about, but a lot of times I hear from like, oh yeah, they want me to buy their thing or whatever. And I just kind of blow it off, which maybe is not the best thing, but you know, it's like, it's on both sides to reach out and do that human thing, which is not always easy. Right. Uh, or, you know, it comes naturally, but, but you're right. I think, I, I think social media, uh, has a lot to do with, with that kind of I think I feel like like Facebook's a good example of we you know they, there's this uh, theory of called uh, ambient connectivity you know where we feel like we're always kind of connected to the people that we're Facebook friends with or our friends and we kind of know what's going on in their life but to me sometimes that I think that's really good I really like you know kind of having that feeling with with my friends but I also feel like it it gets me off the hook of having to actually say, Hey, do you want to grab coffee <laughs> uh, you know next Tuesday yeah. right or let's talk on the phone for a half yeah. hour. Right. So and that's the part where I think that's it makes us almost lazy in our in our uh, in our farming. Mm. Right. Where it's easy to just go click, 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 click. OK, I know what that person's up to. Whatever. Yeah, I'm not bashing on social media, but I think it's a double edged sword. Yeah, in I mean, a lot of ways. It, it makes things convenient and a little bit easier than instead of having to like, you know, remember when you had to make a collect call if you wanted to try to talk to somebody that didn't live in your town? You know, this this is way before social media, and then the <laughs> yeah, email right. came along. Was like, okay, cool. Like, I can yeah. I can send this thing that I want to send to this person, and I don't have to pay like you know fifteen cents a minute or whatever it was. Uh, well, now like we don't even most people don't spend a lot of time talking on their phone at all. Like, I'm gonna say right. kids. I'm I'm kind of referring to millennials, um, <laughs> and and really just about anybody else. But uh, but you know we we have these these telephone devices that we carry around with us all the time and its primary function. And the thing that it was entirely based around was to talk to somebody, you know, in a one-to-one capacity, but it's not used as that it's used as a personal interface for, you know, tech and computers and all kinds of other stuff and apps and games and blah, 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 blah. But like if, if we, if we can just like think for a little bit, about how like, okay, this person that I'm having these interactions with on social media and I'm learning all this stuff from, or, you know, I'm reading their stuff or, or they're asking me a bunch of questions. What if we sat down and had a conversation and just like talked and I would know what their voice sounded like. And that's a really powerful dynamic. Mm -hmm. And, and they would know what my voice sounded like. And maybe we would have a conversation in that capacity that might start talking about our business or, or interest thing, but it might lead into discovering that, we both love superhero action films because I freaking love superhero <laughs> movies. 
And so when that comes up in conversation, like now we have this different kind of connection and I feel closer with that person. I feel like I can relate to them more and I like them more and I think they feel the same way about me. So now that relationship's gotten better. And it might have started on some sort of social media channel. But when you add that talking dynamic and, you know, Skype, we were talking about Skype a little bit ago, but these other like, you know, interface sort of platforms and you can use FaceTime as a, as a method for that too. But to be able to, to really connect with somebody on a one-to-one basis and it not just be about like, the quote unquote social media thing, then yeah, man, the relationship gets way better. Yeah. That's, that's why, that's one of the reasons I like podcasting so much. You know, I've, I've done blogging and, and other things that I'm, and I'm a writer. I write, um, all kinds of things, but I like the podcasting because like you and I talking right now, you know, you're in, are you in Austin? Uh, no, I'm in, I'm in a little town or I'm in the bedroom community of a little town called Abilene in Texas. So if you were to take your, if you were to take your finger and just point it in the middle of the state, primarily, you'd, you'd probably hit me. <laughs> okay. So you're in the middle this middle of Texas, right? And I here I am in southeast Michigan and you know, we uh we can't see each other, we don't know each other, but but talking I, I feel like there's a connection just from having this conversation. And I I feel like listening to podcasts as well does does kind of the a similar thing. And that's that's why I think podcasting is such a powerful medium. You know, sometimes uh, our mutual friend Rob, he's one of the few people I do talk to on the phone on a fairly regular basis. And sometimes I'll talk to him and he'll say, man, I feel like I've been talking to you all week because I've listened to the last five episodes of your podcast. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm there with you. Uh, there's a certain intimacy there, even if, if you know, um, even if you're not interacting, you know, if you're just a listener. But I think that I think you're right. There's something about that where where this conversation that you and I are having can go in any number of directions. But if we're only sending quick little tweets at each other or, or whatever, it, it, it limits it you know, to a large extent. I think it's good to, to broaden out that way. And I'm someone who hates talking on the phone. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't like talking. I don't hate it, but I don't, I don't, I don't prefer it. You know, I, I, um, you know, my mom is 70 years old and she, she doesn't text or anything like that. She, so she'll call me over the littlest thing. When are you coming over or whatever? I'm like, oh, I wish you could just text me, you know, and I can just tell her I'll be over in an hour or whatever. Right. I don't want this conversation, oh, which I awesome. shouldn't do. I love, I love my mom. <laughs> I love my mom, but you know, there's, there's certain times where I'm like, I don't want to talk on the phone. I'd rather just listen to my music or something but uh <laughs> so it's, it's a struggle so it's a struggle sometimes for me but I, I do see the the value in it right in the in the in the connection uh of, of of voice and of the kind of randomness that can that can come with having a, a group of people you know it's I, I've, I've been trying here in southeast michigan to meet with um fellow writers uh, uh, just to just to do a face-to-face, either whether it's in a group or one-on-one, just so I can have that connection and we can maybe have that sense of community. I think that's uh, that's really important, you know, on a local level as well as, I don't know, nationally, globally, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the internet enables these things, but we can't forget the the face-to-face, but, you know, the, the voice-to-voice, I guess, right? That's uh, that's super important. Yeah, and, you know, I think, like, kind of to, to daisy chain on that is the 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 attitude and the realization that whether it's digital or it's face to face or it's, you know, some hybrid of the two, like there's an, there's a human being on the other side of that. And, you know, the value that we place in our attitudes on, on really appreciating the fact that, that there's, there's a person that I'm talking to that has a life and is interested in certain things and, and has, you know, wants and desires and, and dreams and all that kind of stuff like that, that, that more humanizes our, our connections and our interactions. And, uh, 
it's also important for us to not lose track of that that little reality. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I've been teaching for a long time, for a couple of decades now, uh, at the university level, and then before that at the high school level. And uh, I've been doing online classes lately uh, for the last four years or so. And there's a definite difference, I think, in that online kind of you don't see or hear the person. It's just a name mm. on a screen versus being in the classroom with 40 people, you know, and I think on their end, it's probably the same thing, you know, where um, I'm just a, a name on a screen too, versus a person in front of the room. I think there's, there's something to that, uh, the interaction, the in-person extemporaneous kind of, um, kind of interaction. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's good if we can find both of those things, um, you know, where possible, you know, wherever, wherever possible. That's why I like your podcast too, because I think you do a good job of drawing people out, um, on these sorts of topics, you know, whether, uh, and, and you're not afraid to challenge people a little bit, you know, and let, you know, one of the, I'm thinking of, um, when you talked to Rick Barker, um, <laughs> that was a fun conversation. That was a fun conversation to listen to, you know, I could tell you were having fun with it and I don't, I don't know that guy, you know, and, uh, that's the first I'd ever heard him and you, and he has some really great ideas about radio and stuff, but there are a couple of times where you kind of challenge and you kind of push. And I think that's some productive stuff comes out of that, you know, uh, it's it's a it's a give and take for sure, but yeah, you do a good job of well, that. Thank I think. you, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I can hear uh, you know. So our, our mutual friend Rob, he he gives me uh, sometimes advice or critique on this. I know one of the things he always, I think he'll probably on this one will will say is like, I keep I always end with these kind of open ended questions that aren't really questions, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and hope the person fills them in. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Luckily, it works with you, okay. <laughs> right? Um, where <laughs> so uh, it's one of those things. One of the uh, one of his uh, pet peeves, I think, perhaps. But, uh, yeah, I just think that letting it go where it's where it's going to go. I think that's I think that's a wonderful, wonderful thing to to do, you know, get that, you know, in a conversation and, and in and in, uh, in a relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You you talk, you you were talking about Seth Godin earlier and I know that you contacted him and he was I mean, he's a busy guy. Every, you know, everyone yeah. knows that. Right. And it was. Yeah. Really nice of him to come onto your onto your podcast, but you didn't you didn't come to him saying I want something from mm-hmm. you, right? You know, and and I'm sure that whatever relationship you still have with him is not about like what can you do for me, and I think that's really yeah, important. So so the story behind how how that came about, um, there's a another guy that he's been on my podcast. He's one of my best friends. His name's uh, Steve Palfreyman, um, super awesome guy out of Australia. Um, and uh, Steve was coaching me for a while, and he sent me um, he, every week when we would talk, he'd give me a little challenge, something he wanted me to do, kind of you know push myself a little bit further. And the challenge for the week was for me to reach out to somebody that I didn't that he reach out to somebody that I didn't think I could ever have access to, and just try to make uh-huh. a connection. And you know, especially since relationship building is kind of my thing, like he's like, I know you're not going to spam them, so just see what you get. You know, send them an email if you can. Try to just reach out and make some sort of connection, and then just do it just for the sake of doing it. Instead of telling yourself, "Oh, he's too big. He's not going to listen to me. Why would he care about me?" And you know, all the self-defeating mindset stuff that I think a lot of us struggle with. And so, um, yeah. So I went to his website, and his website says, you know, he doesn't do. Uh, private uh, gatherings. He doesn't do coaching. He doesn't do the 
list of other things, but he does check his email. If he has something you want to say, here's his email address. And I thought, holy crap, okay, that's easier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, so, so I got his email, <laughs> and, and you were talking about being on my email list and, and the, thing, the value that you get out of it. I've been on Seth Godin's email for probably about four years, maybe five. I've read most of his books. I own a lot of his books. I'm actually about to mail one to my dad because he's going through something that uh, that I've I've gone through before. And Seth Godin's book, The Dip, helped me get through it. Well, anyhow, um, I, this little observation I made from reading his email every day just uh, gave me just a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of like like I was saying before, like the you know wandering around in the desert and feeling like okay, if I do this one thing, I'm going to take a step in the right direction. So when I emailed Seth, I was really just saying, "Hey, man, thank you for your wisdom that you put into your into your." Um, and his his uh, his blog goes up every day, and his email goes out every day. And I said, "You know, this is how I start my morning every day, and, and this is how I get off on the right foot every day." And I just wanted to say thank you for what you do. Like you're, you know, what 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 you do and and and, and how you do it has been incredibly powerful and influential. I and I I told him the you know Moses in the desert metaphor and. Uh, you know, call, called him my Moses in the desert. And, and But at the very end, I said, man, I know you don't do uh, a lot of different things, but your website didn't say anything about you not doing podcasts. And if if you would ever consider mm. being on one, uh, I've got a small, um, a relatively small audience, but it's mostly musicians. But uh, everything that you talk about is exactly what we need. And, and if you'd ever consider being on it, I'd love to have you. But either way, man, I hope you have a great day and please keep doing what you're doing. And then I signed out and I hit send. And then I went over to Steve and I sent him a little email that was like, hey, man, I just did what you told me to do. I'm never going I, to I emailed Seth Godin. I'm probably never going to hear from him, but I'll talk to you tomorrow. And in the time that it took me to send Steve, that email was about three minutes because right before I closed my computer, I looked at my inbox and I had a new message and I got a new message from from Seth. And I thought, OK, he's got an auto responder that's like, hey, thanks for contacting Seth. He's really busy. Uh, appreciate it. But, you know. Uh, he can't respond to your message, blah, 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 blah. That's not what I got. What I got was an actual reply from the dude. And he was like, hey, man, those are really kind words. I appreciate that. You have me intrigued. What are you doing on Tuesday? Well, I, you know, <laughs> the rest is history. So, so there you go. So, I mean. You're like nothing now. <laughs> yeah, I, I wiped off my whole schedule, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the rest is history, like you said. Yeah. And that's, I think there's something too honest appreciation that, you know, people, people like hearing that it goes back to the Dale Carnegie thing. But the other thing about Dale Carnegie is it has to be yeah. sincere. And it was, and it was sincere in your case, right? You're not just flattering or buttering him up. You're like, I really appreciate what you're doing. Hey, maybe you'd like to do this thing, exactly. right? That's, I mean, that's great. Yeah. When I started this podcast, I probably told this story a million times on the podcast, but I, um, I, I set up uh, four or five interviews before I, before I published the podcast. And the first couple I was telling them, I, I was joking with some of them that, um, you know, maybe I don't even have a podcast. Maybe I'm just using this as an excuse to talk to you. Maybe I'm not even recording this. You know? yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just reached out to people I thought were, uh, you know, interesting. And people, like, some of them were kind of, uh, not necessarily heroes, but people I looked up to. And like you said, they, were, they felt like kind of reaches. Like, uh, I don't know if this person's going to want to come on to some random guy's podcast. And almost all of them said yes. Almost immediately and I said oh okay that's cool yeah exactly <laughs> right and it was the same sort of thing where just instinctively I was like hey I like your stuff I've been following you for a while um, you know I, I, I think you'd be interested in talking about the you know I'd be interested in talking about this with you hey you want to do it and they're like yeah sure yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah you don't you don't you know if you don't ask you know you, you, you people won't you know won't do it and but I think there is an element of 
like, I want to do this because I'm interested in you, right? And and to you, it was like, yeah, I really appreciate what you're doing. Hey, do you want to do this thing maybe? Exactly. <laughs> right? And that, that that works out, right? Yeah, sincere appreciation, I think, is is good. And doing the research. You, you didn't even have to do any research because you get his email every day. But but knowing the something about that person really obviously helps. Yeah, right? you know, the, uh, one of the big deals, and this is yeah. something I write about in my book for musicians before they, before they ever contact a radio station or a program or anybody, uh, having somebody's email address is just like the very beginning, beginning, beginning. Actually, it's not, but it's a very, very small part of the whole process of making a connection. Really, what you need to do is you ha- need to have some sort of experience with this person and their platform. And doing research and knowing a little bit about them so you can say a couple things in an email, that's one thing. But if you've had an actual experience with them and you can reference that and show that that experience made a difference in your life, you're going to do so much more to actually build that engagement and get them to pay attention to you for the right reasons. And that gets back to, back to the sincerity thing. Like right. you can you can do like a you can do research or you can, you know, Google somebody or whatever and get a couple of keywords and, and just, you know, plug and play, like have a form letter and plug and play a couple of facts into something so that it sounds mm-hmm. like, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's way different yeah. than saying like, like I've got mm-hmm. a, I've got a syndicated radio show. So when, when musicians email me and they're like, Hey, I want to get featured on your platform. I know that they don't want to get featured on the appetizer cause they didn't say that. But if they, if they say like, Hey, I would love to get on the appetizer. Uh, here's my music for review, blah, 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 blah. But you don't tell me what it was that you heard on the show that made you think that you would be a good fit for me, I'm not as likely to, to give you the same kind of credence as I am to somebody that's like, hey, dude, I heard your show last week. It was really cool. I liked how you paired this thing and this thing and you talked about this theme and blah, blah, blah. Like I got a whole lot out of it. Since you since you just did a show about this thing, uh, I've got some music that kind of fits into that too. Like, would you be interested in hearing it? Well, yeah, I would totally be interested in hearing it because you're listening to my show. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's a, that's a way different kind of way about going about building a connection or even starting a conversation. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I, I get a lot of email now for the podcast. You can tell it's like form letters or uh, the. the, there's also stuff for the um, people want to be guest writers on the blog. And you can tell they've never... They don't know the blog. They've never seen it. They, you know, it's obviously a, I could help you with, you know, but there's nothing mm-hmm. specific in there. You know, you could tell it's a form. And I didn't even think about it until you started talking about that because I don't pay <laughs> attention to them. I just throw yeah, them a spam folder. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, I pay zero attention to those things. <laughs> right. Yeah. It never even occurred to me to think about it because it's like spam, spam, yeah. spam. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, but if someone were to say, hey, you know, I, I you know, I, I listen to your, episode with D Grant Smith and blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden you've got my attention, you know, because you, 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 you've paid some attention, right? Yeah. It's not the hardest <laughs> thing in the world to do. <laughs> right. You know, in a way, no, well, it but, shouldn't but, be, but, right? But some, for but, some people it is. So, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. It's so but crazy. that's how you show yourself to be an uncommon um, person. Like yeah, if you're doing something that's not very common, you're going to stand out a whole lot more than following the bandwagon of I've got this form letter that I'm going to send to like 7,000 people and hope that two of them reply. Well, if you get if, if two out of 7,000, right. that's really, really terrible numbers. 
<laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think where it comes from for me is just uh, I'm nervous about wasting people's time or about um, probably about being rejected too, perhaps. But, you know, so I, I always craft my emails very carefully and, you know, tell them what, what I know about them and what I think is interesting and what they can, I can offer them and they can offer me, et cetera, et cetera, because, you know, I don't want to waste people's time. But it's probably more nervousness, some insecurity on my part, perhaps. But, you know, uh, it works out, though, right? Because there's a genuine interest there. So. Yeah, if you're, if you're genuinely interested in somebody, you're never going to waste their time. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning. You know, that's what I'm learning from this podcast, actually, uh, from doing it. You know, it's, it's been a great learning experience in, in that. You know, I feel like I've, even though the people who are my guests don't know each other and maybe not, are not aware of each other, I feel like I have a community of, of these podcast guests and people that I've connected with. And, and there have been a couple that, um, you know, I've become either friends or strong acquaintances with, or we've, we've started other types of relationships, um, you know, business relationships, stuff like that. So you just, you just don't know where it's, where things are going to go. You know, it's just, I think the, um, the bottom line, it sounds like to me is just to be open to connection, uh, in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Just be open to connection, be aware. Uh, you know, you talk about timing a lot. I think that's important too, but that's something that you can't always control and just be genuinely interested in somebody and that will get you a long, long way. Yeah, exactly. So let, let's, let's, let's just tell a little story. So, um, before I started, before I started working for this company, uh, that I work Saturdays now, but before I did that, I would go down to, there's a kind of a pub in, in my town. Um, that's a, you know, microbrewery sort of pub. And I would go down there and I'd meet with like three buddies every single Saturday. And we'd spend probably about three hours together. And yeah, we'd have a couple beers, but really we're there to hang out. And while we're hanging out, we're probably going to talk to a couple people that we might not know because it's a community that's there. So, you you know, you make a new friend or you, you meet you meet somebody somewhere else and you're like, hey, man, what are you doing on Saturday? Come hang out with me and my buddies at, at uh, Pappy's. We're going to go down there and have a couple beers. When you're going to go meet with somebody like there's there's mutual appreciation there and there's like camaraderie and there's friendship and there's interaction and there's all that kind of stuff. And you have that naturally because you know each other. Yeah. And because they're your friend, you actually care about them and you want to have a conversation. You're not like hopefully you're not dominating the conversation and just talking about yourself the entire time. And nobody gets a word in edgewise. Otherwise, you're probably going to be alone the next time. (laughs) But. But like it's it's that kind of mindset and that kind of methodology that really creates these kinds of interactions that we're talking about trying to build with people that on the front end, they're strangers, but they don't have to stay that way. They can become people that like genuinely care about you because usually that reciprocates. That's a reciprocated connection. Sometimes if I'm in a social situation, I try to challenge myself to see how long I can go without talking in a conversation, except for maybe Mm. or just asking questions of the other person just to see. Just to see how far I can go and see what, and people start telling you interesting things <laughs> a lot of times, right? That they might not otherwise tell you. It's kind of, it's a very interesting, uh, try it next time you're in a, in a social situation, you know, just ask questions or yeah. see how long you can go without saying anything. And, and, you know, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a good idea, man. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it's fun. You know, it can be, um, you know, especially if you're around people who don't talk a lot or who are a little shy or something like that, it's kind of, um, uh, it can be it can be interesting. You can find interesting things out about people, or find connections that, like you said about the superhero movies or whatever. You know, you might, you might find that you both have, you know, 
you're interested in orchids or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> right. I want to be uh, mindful of your time. We're looking at uh, it's uh, 1220 for me, 1120 for you. So, um, you know, just to wrap up, uh, we didn't mention the name of your podcast. I will do that in the intro, but um, it's the DIY Artist Podcast. Uh, DIY right? Artist Route. Uh, yeah. 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 And then, um, and yeah, you know, I'll put links to your um to your website at uh, uh, dgrantsmith.com so people can see that. And you have a lot of good resources on there too. You have a lot of um, uh, links to other people as well. Um, including, I think I saw Amanda Palmer on there, uh, Seth Godin, you know, things like that. So it's a good, it's a good resource. Uh, the podcast is great. I think people should sign up for your email list as well, but I'll put all those shows in the, all those shows, <laughs> all those links uh, in the show notes. Um, Thanks, man. The other thing I'm always bad about is saying bye to people. So, uh, you know, just I mean, <laughs> so, so. Oh, you and me both, man. I, I, I stumble on that. I stumble on that with with phone conversations, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. So, so uh, thanks for coming on to the wet podcast, uh, D Grant. Well, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah, I think uh, I think my my listeners will appreciate you, too. So. Uh, so thanks a lot. Thank you.